And we are good. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. Hopefully everything is well, and welcome to a new BC Moto Tech Tuesday. I'll give you a few moments to join in. And we've had this episode back to back, year after year, for almost two years now. Good afternoon, constructive ruckus. Hopefully all is well. I've been seeing you at events recently. Janice Carr, thumb up. Yo, Type R Tony, JG Garage, or J Garage, good seeing you. JRG Espinosa, greetings. Microfiber Supplies, New Zealand. Thumb up to you. Unko Jazz, greetings. Jizz Motorsports says you saw me on DDE. Yes, I had a blast with the guys from Daily Driven Exotics. Hello, AJ Thompson from across the pond. Joey, go crazy. Good afternoon. Love your icon there. Jonah MCN, I am King Remy. Good seeing you. Hello, AJ. Long time no talk digitally. <laughs> Cameroon, China. Good afternoon. Thank you so much, neighbor. Good seeing you indeed. Hello, Dad Blackman and Williams. Jade Leon, good afternoon. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining me today on this Tech Tuesday and allowing me to use this opportunity as an archiving moment. We are out here. Good seeing you, Bread X. Good seeing you. I know this rain has been kind of crazy, huh, Bread? Very strange weather. And we'll have this for the rest of the week or so. Kedu says, Mr. Raz Khan. Let's see here. Everyday shit is coming to Kali. Look forward to seeing you here. Good evening, I didn't good. The wagon is great. It's right over there behind the... I don't know if you... Forgive me on, on Facebook, but on, I don't know if you can see it right there with the hood open behind the two slat noses. So it's here. Hello, Cosmetic. Good seeing you. More Honda build says EK Cloud, and that is totally up to American Honda. So some of the things we do, and forgive me once again, for those of you on YouTube and on the network, networks, that's the, wag, um, the Odyssey right there. We build cars for OEM manufacturers, and if Honda has a project for us to do, we'll be more than happy to make that happen. Hello, DJ Ramarov, long time no see. Single cam builds. I love single cams. It really made me. <laughs> Nobody's going to build your castle for you. Hard work pays off. Amen. Very true. That CRX has a nice gray. Yeah, that is a client CRX. And I think it's actually ready to go. One of our good friends. The gray car on my right shoulder is a boosted CRX. Makes north of 600 wheel horsepower. Came in for update with um, some engine management and also some cooling. And it's good to go. Thank you so much, DJ. We did some tidying up here since SEMA. Yay, I did make it, Hedy. I did make it indeed. Hello, Kingro Mag. Good seeing you. R35, R13. Good afternoon. Hello, Bilal. Wow, so much love here. I really appreciate that. Will I be at the shop this weekend? DJ Ramirov, Ramiro, what do you think? For sure, Sunday. Saturday, weather permitting, may be quite packed. So, Sunday for sure. Yep, CRX gang. Hello, Wondis. Balboa, good afternoon. Williams asking, do we take interns? Absolutely, we do. So feel free to write to us at lab, L-A-B, at bcmo.com, and maybe you can be part of the team. What do you think of the RSX? I want to build a sleeper, but mine's an auto. So Christopher, if you're going to put any power to it, you definitely want to go manual. The RSX is a very cost-effective platform for having a lot of power, and the engine is quite promising. Hello, Sam. Sam, I was hoping you'd come by yesterday, but no worries. We can catch up some other time. Paul Walker, Med. Hello, good seeing you. BC, are you going to build a drag car? El Piro, JSA, where have you been? I love drag cars. Right there in the back is an insight. That's what made me. I hone my teeth and Look, my shirt says drag racing. I, I'm all about the drag life, you know? And even though this crazy EV right here 
guess what the first thing is going to do when we get a new BMS in there? Eighth mile drag racing. So I'm all about it. Think about doing a turbo my VVTi stock motor out for any thoughts? Do it. The cool thing about VVTi is it can really optimize turbocharged applications. I love it indeed. EK Cloud is being funny, saying I should start the pink car. How about this? It's probably running right now. Can't hear it, huh? Do you think the K20C won't be a future classic? I absolutely do agree, especially low mileage clean ones. Collab says, actually, Collado Jose says, I work with my shop. I love to stop by and check out some of your cars. That's cool. If we don't have anything crazy going on here, Reggie Wynn from Turbonetics slash Precision. Good seeing you, Reggie, brother. Hope all is well. And hopefully you can make it out this weekend to Carson. I'd love to come and take some pictures of your cars for you. Thank you so much, Winter Master. Maybe we can set something up. I'm going to try and come by later this week, probably Friday. That may work because I may be here late Friday. <laughs> I link to Zelda. Good seeing you. Hello, Michael06. Hyper Trash Mag. Thank you for the kind words. Come and we can regard your tires. Sunday work for me. Ooh, can I get those tires by Sunday? The rain is wrecking havoc. Let's see what we can do, DJ. Best old Porsche for a daily driver. The best old Porsche for a daily driver. I'm talking about classic Porsche 911. Honestly, 964. The 964, in my opinion, whether it's a C2 or C4, is the oldest. I have gum in my mouth. I'm going to dispose of it. Hold on. I don't know why I had chewing gum in my mouth. Okay, the 964 is the most beautiful classic with the frog eyes where all the creature comforts still work. So when we get to 993 air-cooled engines, it starts to look a little bit 997-ish and it's a lot of the air-cooled and it holds a crazy value. But for the 964s, unlike the older G bodies, the AC is amazing. The heater actually works. It's actually a good application. So in my opinion, that's a good one. Now, if you want something that is a little bit more modern than the air-cooled, and you want a daily drive you can beat on, believe it or not, people don't think about this, but the 996 platform is really cool. Some people don't like the headlights, but if you don't mind them, whether turbo or non, they're very good daily drivers and quite reliable. If I sell the RSX for something with a manual, what should I get? An RSX manual. <laughs> if you want to stay on the front-wheel drive application, you can't go with battery. Or if your budget allows an S2K, if you want to stay with the H badge. Ever work on American vehicles? Absolutely, right there in front of us is a Viper. And you know, you can notice recently we've had a lot of Karma cars come here. Karma's actually American cars, so yes, we do. And we also work a little bit with Ford. So you've seen us, I don't know if you know, but we've built Fords here in-house as well. What happened to the Miata you're working on? I'd love to see a BC-built Miata. Well, Dylan, that is actually a collaboration between us and Mazda. So part of our business model is that we work with a lot of OEMs to do evaluation and to do cool project builds. So that being said, that Mazda Miata you saw here was one from Mazda that was lent to us for evaluation. And it was a a blast. It was the most fun I've ever had with the smallest amount of power. How crazy is that? Is HDB a good setup? Of course it is, Anthony. Guess what? That was developed here. So BCM Engineering was actually the pioneer to the HDD and HDB setups until everyone started knocking us off and we're kind of like, ah, we'll just leave it alone. So yes, it's a great setup. It allows you to explore the power and the displacement of the H or F engine with the gear ratios and flexibility of a B series. So it's a very, very good platform. Rear mount turbos versus front mount. So it depends on what application, Naughty Nurse. Give me what engine or chassis you're speaking of and give you pros and cons. Hello, Jahirsim. Good seeing you. I need that Porsche 991 TT, says Luca. You have good taste, sir. 
Can I supercharge a low compression B20B opposable and safely do what you recommend? Yes, you can. You can supercharge a low, mid, and high compression setup. It depends on the fuel and the tuning that you use as well. If you have access to ED5, you can have a blast. Somehow I hear birds in my facility. I think a bird got in here. So after we're done, I'll probably open the bay doors behind me and let it out. Hello, Harun Motorsports. Good seeing you. The Art Folkin says, love, you got to get back to work. Stay up. Well, get back to work, sir, and do well. Luca DeMayer wants a 911 Turbo. No problem. Good choice, too. Huge Friday at Work says, Agent Bluetooth. What are your favorite Porsche or Honda generation? So, of course, I love EFs. I just do. I'm a fan of the EF look and simplicity, not a fan of the EF generation or technology. So, for me, what I did with the wagon is the perfect combination of fairly modern Honda technology and old school looks of the EF. Now, when it comes to Porsche, of course, I grew up in the 80s, right? So anything 80s-wise is my thing. And that 935 really epitomizes the 80s heyday in Group 5 and Group 6 racing. So that being said, I tend to embrace those quite a bit. And I find them extremely appealing. And you will see more and more throwbacks like this with modern technology, very different from even this, but still embracing that old school look and modern tech feel. Hope that helps. Will a 964 seat of 6.5 comfortably? Yes, if you put the seat on the floor. <laughs> Actually, you should try it. I, I'm only six even, and I don't go all the way back in a 964, but I know for sure if you do something clever, and I've done this for customers and race cars, and some street cars as well, if you find a seat that's really not nice that you like, you can actually lower it quite a bit and have no, no challenge whatsoever. What I would encourage you to do is go to a local dealership and see if you have the opportunity to sit in one, and maybe you'll like it. 94 Targa RWB, please. Kamaro Chiba, if you have a Targa and use the source one for you, we can do it. We have built five RWBs in combination with our technology and Nakai's body. So if you need help with that, we can help. Just write to us at sales at bcmo.com. We are here to help. Matthew's asking, hey, BC, any tips for college students studying engineering, trying to get involved in tuning and racing industry? Very, very easy. Better than even what I explored, because I took the harder route. The best route to do is stay in school, study your division engineering. It could be electrical, could be mechanical, could be chemical like me, but intern at a facility that's similar to what you want to explore. If it's a place like BC Motor Engineering or BBI or AEM, you have an opportunity to intern there, offer your services. I don't care if you work for free. That's the way to do it. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you what's going to happen soon. You know what's going to happen soon? The industry is going to get to a point where people will have to pay to get internships, I'm telling you, because there's so much you can learn and explore in companies, especially if that is the path that you wanna take. So by being able to offer what you have and learn immensely, absorb everything, there's value to that. So by all means, if you wanna get into industry, that's the way to go about it. And also it teaches you a way to also understand if this is something that you really want to do. So I fell into it just because of my passion and I love it, but some people may not want to do the crazy stuff, the hard work, the blood, the sweat, the tears, the late nights, the cold, the sweat, the rain that we go through. And some people may just enjoy it. So immersing yourself via a type of, how should I say, internship is the way to go. How the body says, Ronald, body they can't bet. Thank you so much. Do you have a Mercedes in the shop? Asks El Poro JSA. Yes, I do. In the very back corner, I don't know if you can see it. I'm going to point it to it right there. Forgive me for those of you on YouTube and on the podcast. Right there is a Mercedes 190E Cosworth, original, with a whole Euro front end and lights and bumper. Pretty special car. And 
begging to be restored, but I have a lot going on. Hopefully I can get to it very soon if someone doesn't grab it from me. And what I mean by grab it is something really crazy happens here in the shop. We have clients that come by for Dino Tune or to buy parts or even to buy t-shirts or pick up oil or electronics, whatever the case may be. And they walk by like, how much for that car? And I say, it's not for sale. And they're like, I want to have to have it. And they make offers and the offers are pretty good. So I just let it go. So it happens more than you would think. So maybe one day someone will come and see that 190 project and say, I want it. And it'll be gone. 996.2 headlights, beautiful as F. They hate, I love it. I like that too. I like, I'm not opposed to 9961, but 9962s are nice. And that's why you see this vehicle right here has 996.2 lights. And then we have the black one that I posted today has it. And the red one has like a 997 front end. But it's cool. Yes, Danny GSR, there's a CRX right behind me. Hello, Sweezy, good seeing you. Greetings, Hot Wheel 1085. What if you put all Tesla mechanics into a Porsche? All Tesla mechanics into a Porsche? So let's say, name is Zoom Abby Valez, that you're saying, putting, let's say, a P85, all Tesla internals, into a Porsche 911. Well, first of all, I think the, the motor won't be a challenge because there's some space there, especially being a RR layout. But the batteries will be a big issue. So as you, as you can imagine, almost all Tesla's architecture have almost like a pseudo skateboard where the batteries are all on the floor and they take up a decent amount of real estate. So sure, if you're cutting up a car to mimic that, that could be a challenge. If you want to put it in a modular setup, it can be quite invasive. It requires some modification to the Porsche chassis to fit it because it's a pretty large architecture how it sits especially with the terminals on the end and the cooling system on the other end. Um, what I anticipate most people would do is find, maybe use Tesla components and find batteries that are a little bit more modular that will allow you to either air or liquid or refrigerant cool the battery systems and then use other accessories from the Tesla setup. One thing about Tesla as well is that the modules do tend to talk to each other quite a bit throughout the entire body and they expect to see communication. So a better way to do that to where you don't replicate everything is to probably have an elegant hack we turn other things off and initiate other things as well and should have a lot of fun. I have a 986S now with 110,000 miles, barely broken in. Do I still have to do the IMS? You know what? A majority of time, if you're past the 50, 60,000 mile mark and you don't have any challenges, it tends not to happen. But here's what I would do. If you get to your next clutch change, it's good insurance. So as you're there with your clutch out, flywheel taken off for resurfacing or replacement, it's right there, just go ahead and change it. It's good insurance. So I wouldn't go out of my way to do it at 110,000 miles, but when your clutch starts giving out and you're in there, do it. It's a great, great way to make sure that you don't have any challenges in the past. And you have many, many more years to come. Porsche Flex 6s are pretty stout power plants. They really are. Some of them may have a few issues here and there like any other power plant, but when addressed, they're pretty potent, you know? What would you do a K24 and a CE on a cord? Combine them properly and boost it and tune it and drive the crap out of it? <laughs> it's a good question. What work has been done this great CRX behind you? So it's pretty much done. Um, initially, it came in for a tune. A good friend of mine, Joey, he owns that car. Um, uh, but recently now, it came for updates to his ECU um, and uh, to remove the factory fuse box to do um, like a ride-wide PDM. And then we upgraded the cooling system to a very nice drag spec radiator and all like braided hoses and nice cap. Um, we use uh, track tough stuff. It's really pretty. So it just came for some cooling updates and uh, electronic updates. I bought an 01 Odyssey with a J35A1. Good engine. What's a good beginning mod if I put a cold air intake? But what should I do next? It's going to be a daily. So you can do an exhaust. You can do a downpipe if your area allows you to do so. 
And a very, very simple mod that most people tend to ignore, pure all. So one thing, oil is a performance part as well. So it allows you the opportunity to get power without being super invasive. And not all oils are created equally. Some are slipperier than others. So you know we were talking about drag cars before, drag? My own drag car, just switching over from a well-known brand to pure all, I gained 12 wheel. And we have customers left and right who gain five, six wheel on less horsepower engines. Mine made it like 400 wheel, and I gained 12. But on stock engines, people have seen four, five, six, seven wheel horsepower. So it's a good cost-effective performance part. So intake, exhaust, downpipe if you can, and definitely pure all lubricants. So I hope that helps. Do you speak Creole or broken English? Broken English I speak, by all means. So for where I come from now, we they speak uh, English where they're broken. So, if you be picking, you know go sabi what I what I they talk. But uh, let me stop. Or I may revert to start making it rain more. Okay. Love the cars. Going back to school. Good job, sir. I appreciate that. Um, is there a video or some article about your build with the Hyundai Ionic Hybrid? Quite a bit. So Hyundai did a lot. So if you do a search for Bisimoto Hyundai Ionic or Bisimoto Hyper Iconic Ionic, I know it's a bit of a mouthful. Hyundai did a pretty nice road to SEMA and testing at the Proving Grounds. It's a pretty good video. And then there's a lot of write-ups on the mods we did to make that cool power. I mean, cool efficiency, not power, but efficiency. What is your opinion on nitrous single cam? Will it handle 100 shot? Yes, it can, especially if the engine's of good health. And for anything above 60 or D-series, I will go individual port. So direct port, 25, 25, 25, 25. The intake manifold of a D-Series is not the best when it comes to distribution, so that could be a challenge. But could you add a 100 shot? Yes, you can. The first things that are weak on those engines are the rods, as in the small in the rod, followed by rod bolts. So be kind of careful and make sure your tune is on point. And you can have a lot of fun. Do you have a D-Series engine for sale as in good? I have a D16A1 um, core that doesn't have a cam in it, and someone can pick it up for, I don't care, 100 bucks, just take it. It's just here. Chilling, you know. Is there a chance to buy one of those boxman roofs? Yes, Joey, go crazy. You can. There's, there's one right here. As you can see right there. It's on the floor. Right there. And that gold one is a carbon fiber one. So we have two options for you. We have a carbon fiber and also a full glass one. So if you're interested, just write to us at sales at bcmo.com and we can take care of you. When do you come to visit Germany? I was in Germany a couple years ago. And if I go to Europe soon, most likely I'd like to stop by because I have a lot of friends and fans in Germany. I would love to be able to come and see them, you know? Code is asked about interns as well. Same thing. Send us your information at lablab at bcmo.com and maybe you can be part of the team. Hello, Machiavelli from the Carolinas. Great seeing you. Have you modified a CRZ? Son of pain, I am so embarrassed that you asked me that because I'm going to tilt my head right there. See that black car right there that I'm pointing at? That is a CRZ, and the most powerful CRZ on the planet, and the first OEM car that we've ever built. So that CRZ right there, 533 horsepower of transmission-destroying power. It made Honda really go crazy with our creations, and hence the 2012 Civic, and then the, the 2013 Accord, and then the 2013 Odyssey, and then the 2015 Fits, and then the, the uh, um, R, no, it was RDX, I was gonna say RDX, um, HRV, and then we continue to build cars from them back to back to back, and do some really cool things behind the scenes that I'm not allowed to talk about. Anyway, so yes, 
I have modified a CRZ, and that one, believe it or not, is for sale if you want it. So I turned it down to 350 because at 533 is, we were going through gearboxes. So now it's at 350. You can crank it up the boost if you want to and just plan on buying more gearboxes. But if you want it, write to me, DM me, and I will give you a smashing deal because I'm not really using it. It's just there. And it's pretty cool. has a fully built engine, um, Flash Pro as well, nice buddy club seats, four-point cage, buddy club wheels, some upgraded, wow, so really nice. I think it has top tech brakes. Um, really cool car. Lots of fun. Spanked a ton of BMW M3s. Very, very uh, naughty car, you know? Do you see a potential market for Kerr's mild hybrid systems as an aftermarket power adder? Dominique, Cuban, Cuban? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, don't be surprised if you see some hybrid options coming from here. It is something absolutely fantastic. So I went really great, crazy with the K3V behind me, which is pure electric, and it's amazing and awesome to drive. But some of my customers do still miss the ICE sound, so what could I do to retain the internal combustion sound, make it more efficient and more miserly with petrol, while also giving me that off-the-line torque that I love after one RPM with electric motors? Combine the two. So I see that happening, and I look forward to contributing to that scene immensely. So stay tuned. Maybe something will happen sooner than later. My pleasure, SPC Vance. Matt Wadling, you are far away. All the way from the UK would love to work with me. Maybe you'll be able to do something if you're nearby. Could a 1,000 horsepower all-wheel drive series last 100,000 miles or more than normal maintenance? Looking day to drive, drive from Georgia, California, New York in a few track days. So the challenge is the track days. So whenever, to put it this way, I'm going to be completely honest with you. The answer to your question, all things being equal, is yes. You can run 100,000 miles with a 1,000 horsepower B-series on E85, because <laughs> you need a fuel that's cool, or sometimes flex fuel setup with, with normal maintenance. Where you will break stuff is when you start racing it. So those track day things you do, you can take a bone stock Civic and track it and you will break stuff because you're exposing it to stresses that it wasn't necessarily designed for. And can you design a thousand horsepower setup to withstand that reliably? Yes, but it would be extreme. When I say extremely expensive, it can be done, but extremely. But with normal aftermarket parts, with the kind of things that are commercially available, yes, you can, but once you start, when you start tracking, things break. So just keep that in mind. If you're not tracking at all, awesome. I'll give you a perfect example. This Odyssey, right? Pretty cool. Makes 1,000 horsepower. Front wheel drive, okay. It sucks in terms of traction, no problem. But, and we've given it to a ton of media people and they've taken to tracks and had a lot of fun with it. But even that, it can drive immensely and no challenges, but something as simple as power steering tube contacted the exhaust and broke because the engine was just, I think it was Jay Leno who drove it last, and he was like really just dumping the clutch, dumping the clutch, and the engine was moving, and it just kind of barely grazed the power steering pressure line, and whoop, guess what? Now something broke. Crazy, right? So I know it's a long answer to a short question, but yes. Have you worked on any muscle cars before? Flexo, you know me, of course. The Viper. I have a Viper here, a few of them, actually. How much for the wagon? Jizz Motorsports, everything has a price. Make me an offer, and if Hedy Motor likes it, it'll be gone. Try, seriously, that wagon, 
I haven't even had a chance to touch it. And Kevin, if he's here, can attest to that. I spotted a 772 horsepower trying to get ready for, any, for a show. Never went back on a dyno since then because I'm just swamped. Sequential gearbox, turbocharger, AM Infinity, dash, beautiful interior, custom AM intake. It's a Tron piston, sleeve block by Golden Eagle. It's pretty cool, but if you make an offer we can't refuse, it'll be yours. You can have all the fun you want. How much for the D16 with your rods, pistons, springs, retainers, and your 3.6 cam? I want to put in a Honda Concerto. That I have to crunch numbers. I can't do that off the top of my head. And if you need it fairly soon, that could be a challenge because I'm really behind on projects. But let me crunch some numbers. I didn't good. You know how to reach me. Just write to me here on Facebook and then I'll give some numbers to you. Maybe we can help you out. Okay? How many cars do I have? I think last time we counted it was 29. Hello, Egyptian technician. Good seeing you. Can you adopt me? Super Zion, I have two kids and they're really taking a lot of my time. In addition to these small metallic kids here, I'm sorry I can't adopt you, but I can do this for you every Tuesday. Let me know when it's okay to, co to post. We'll definitely wait for now. You can post now, Foxy Zion, if you want. That's fine with me. You can post now, no problem. Because Foxy Zion did something very clever for this car right here, which is leaving in a couple of days. So if you want to be able to post what you did, have, have fun. Any other motor plans for the Odyssey? So I did upgrade my coils. So I had Jerome come in last week and uh, he was able to just swap it out for me while I was tuning a car. So that being said, that's the only upgrade I have so far. I talked to American Honda about me doing this, like an EV version of this, maybe doing EV in the rear, keeping the front with petrol, and they didn't want me to do it. So, nah, no plans at this time. Panama's in the house, courtesy of Adolf G. Good seeing you. 007 Sal, what's up? Your AM said you didn't install your touch. Sounds good. Have all my AM stuff. Install it, Saul. Bring it down. Oh, Saul, hopefully you won't be mad at me this year. So, guys, for, you, for those of you who don't know 007 Saul, he is one of the proprietors at uh, SOS Customs, and they did all the interiors on my car. So, the interior on that they did. They did interior on the van. The interior on the wagon. They are really masters of paint and interior. They're really good. And um, I haven't called him this year yet, but... Um, I kind of have some crazy projects coming on, and I promise to talk a little bit about those, and I gave a little hint about that a moment ago. But, um, Saul, I need to get a couple cars to you. <laughs> but I'll give you more time than just the Friday before SEMA, okay? I promise you. Oh, my goodness. Blue, the input shaft on every D-Series trans I've owned. You're pretty hardcore. So CC30 Racer, there's one transmission that I love that you may find very, very appealing, and it's the... D16A1 gearbox out of the first gen Acura Integra. That's what I use in my drag car. I've run low nines with that gearbox, 28 inch slicks, north of four horsepower, dumping the clutch, 1360 foot with a traction bar. Some people call it wheelie bar. Try that gearbox. The bolt pattern is the same with a slight difference for the bolt that goes all the way through on the starter. That one you kind of have to nut cert and allow it to exist on the bell housing itself and not go through but it bolts onto the engine. It has a, 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 almost like a very clever cuff system where between th fourth and fifth gear, there's the bell housing itself and a cap. So it prevents the gears from separating upon load. And that could be some of the challenges you're having is just that weird kind of loading and unloading. Try that and I think you'll be okay. Preet Kumar, good seeing you. Preet, are you coming to uh, the upcoming Octane event, Morning Octane? If so, I look forward to seeing you there. Have you modified a fully electric car? So, I built my first electric, modifying one that exists from factory, 
is one of the projects we have this year. So stay tuned, go to the Beastie Motor YouTube channel, subscribe and click on that bell for notifications. And by all means, you will see what I'm talking about because I'm gonna do a little journey about what we're doing this year. It's gonna be pretty exciting. Hector says, Beastie Motor, I love what you do, my brother. Thank you so much, I appreciate the kind words. Thank you. And that's his 5K improve. Hey, that's very true. Have you heard about the seawater battery prototyping going on? Maybe there's a future with refillable electric power. No, I'm not familiar with that. But Turbo 86C, I love technology. And after I'm done with it, I'll look at it and see what that is all about. One day, you're the greatest. Continue doing good work. God bless you. Thank you, James31663. I appreciate the kind words. Hello, Porsche Mentality. Good afternoon. Good seeing you. What could we be doing to reinforce the stock B-series transmission to 100,000 horsepower day during? Common singles, different gears. There's nothing that could be done for the factory <laughs> gearbox to handle that power if you're staying with the factory gears. So what a lot of people have done is a combination of upgrading the gears internally and getting a billet bell housing because that tends to fracture as well when you put it, it, put it this way. It was designed for 100 horsepower plus, but you're putting 1,000 horsepower. You're multiplying by a factor of 10. It's just not ideal. So billet bell housing, internals. Many of us will just opt for a Quaife B-Series and call it a day. And that way it replaces the entire assembly. So a Quaife cap with internals and a billet bell housing, and you'll be good. No challenge. My pleasure, Caucasian. Tony Fung on the Vi Viper says Flex. Oh, got a Trans Am with a Vortex. Nice. I look forward to seeing that Flex. Let's see. Just most was good to see you. Can you adopt me? I'm a mechanic and I love Porsches. Man, a lot of people want me to adopt them. I must be a good father. I'm very proud. Thank you so much for sharing that. But uh, you never know. I love working with cars. I'm going to just install. No problem. Should be installed any day now. You know? Hello, Slacker Girl Racing. Long time no speak. I love Slacker Girl because she asked me some good questions about EV technology. And we have a good jolly old time talking about stuff. Do you sell anything for 944? Pistons. So if you need some bespoke pistons for your 944, I have some pretty cool designs with my partner, Barry. Some really, really cool stuff, you know? 2020 Civic Type R is out. Thoughts? I love my 2027. R-logging thoughts? Yes, it's actually quite improved from what you have. Honestly, if you have the capability of upgrading to a 2020, do it. It is vastly refined. And Honda is very quiet about all the crazy things they've done to it. Even test drive it and you, because you're intimate with yours, you know how it feels. Driver 2020, you'd be like, oh man, this is nice. From the, how it shifts, to the, how it drives, to the suspension, to the steering, there's, you gotta drive this thing, it's quite different. How long has Electric Porsche been in works? So, F-Yoshi, it started in March last year. We finished the project for presentation to the public in November, but it's a living and breathing project, meaning, we're continuing to try things and improve on it. For example, in the past month, let's see, um, upgraded the charging system. Thank you so much, Ryan. Uh, did some cool things, thank you, Chris, with the cup kit. So now it has this four inch lift in the front so we can go up and down. Um, did some upgrades to the axle assembly, which is pretty cool. And drew up some very nice diagrams for a very experimental and cool BMS system. So it continues to improve and how it exists today I guarantee you by the end of the month, let alone, let alone end of April, it will be vastly different. And I'm hoping that by mid-April, I'll have all the options in place and all the data logging capability that I need to allow me to really push 
the thermal management to its limits to see how far I can go before I start to start cooling things down even crazy. So I may take it to the desert, see how it drives, and I may wait later in the year even to do that even further. I want to do some really crazy track videos. I want to even change my alignment because my settings now are akin to what's ideal for road racing, but I kind of want to make it a little more drag friendly, if that makes sense. We've been at the Tino Evo show this weekend, so where I don't know yet. Um, I think Alex and Eric from Action asked me to be there on Sunday, but I have a Chuck Full event on Saturday, and I'll have a better idea by the end of today if I'll be at Anaheim on Sunday, Flex. I have meetings here too, so just like I told Ramiro, um, I have a few meetings here on Sunday afternoon. I'm hoping I don't have to cancel them, you know? Dominic is asking, what's your opinion on Conisex free valve tech? I think it's amazing. So the ability to have an infinite, literally infinite profiles of camshafts is absolutely fascinating and appealing to me. I mean, imagine being able to mimic a very small camshaft in low RPMs, a little bit more duration and lift in, in mid RPMs and higher. You can have an extremely flat torque curve. You don't even need a throttle body. How cool is that? I think it's amazing. And, and the more cost effective this technology becomes, the more you see OEMs exploring that in internal combustion engines, you know. What is the cheapest drag car or track car that you can build is fun and you can break it and keep going? Mazda Miata. <laughs> I mean it. You think I'm joking? Literally, Mazda Miata, for real. Do you ever come to Germany? Maybe the XS car night? So I've been to Germany, but you know, I'm seeing the XS guys, I think, tomorrow. And hopefully this weekend, weather permitting. Um, and if I do come by, I definitely would like to visit the car night. That'd be really cool. Norway is in the house. Kurdic Courtesy of Nordic Auto Spa. Good seeing you. What does that D16 consist of, or is it just a missing a cam? It's literally a stock A6 engine um, with no camshaft and no cam gear. It's really just a stock engine, stock high mileage engine that's ideal for core to rebuild, you know? Any plans on using metal 3D printed parts in upcoming builds? Absolutely, Andrew Ricky, that's my plan. I have a 3D printer now. But it does just composite stuff. So I don't have, I have the nozzle that allows me to do metal, but my device doesn't allow me the temperatures to make that happen. So I have to upgrade my um, Flash Forge device uh, and get something else. You need straight cut gearing for 1,000 horsepower? You know, you don't need straight cut gearing. As a matter of fact, if designed well, a helical can be stronger. So it depends primarily on the design. You don't need that, but you need the gears that are a lot more robust. Factory gears, factory helical gears, you see how skinny they are and small? They're not designed to handle the kind of loads that you can do with 1,000 horsepower north of 600 pounds for the torque. So that being said, you need something that's designed properly for that type of power. And there are many companies out there that have options for you, you know? Is the G-Body with the pink and gray livery on the, in the cards? The one I made in um, Need for Speed? Yes, it is. However, I may get vetoed because I think my team thinks that if I build a G-Body with the same livery, people will confuse the two cars, and that's really bad for our business. <laughs> so, that being said, um, I do want to do it, but I think my team is going to veto me because, you know, I'm big technology, but um, uh, I'm not a big marketing guy. <laughs> I'm an engineer and tech guy, you know. Corvold, good seeing you. Yes, I would take your advice in keeping myself safe. I really appreciate that, especially going to all these events and interacting with lots of people, you know. Thank you for your insights, says Caucasian. I appreciate the kind words, sir. You're too kind. Is Porsche coming back with a Model 914, a similar lightweight platform? I heard about that, Jeff, but I feel that there's this debate internally at Porsche where they feel it may attract undesirable people. <laughs> and I mean that in the best ways, as in 
people who would complain and cause problems and lawsuits. So I don't know is going to happen. I, I heard a really cool entry level, like a 914 kind of car that could be an EV or a hybrid that would be even more cost effective than a Boxster. And it will open up the, the, the marquee to a whole new array of enthusiasts and, 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 and drivers. But I don't know. It's just this debate, like, that's a good idea. It will create a lot of opportunity. On the other hand, it may bring a lot of people who complain so much <laughs> to their brand. So we'll see. Either way, I'll support it, you know? David, Daddy from Nigeria, good seeing you. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Bob's going on. Build's going on. Build's going on. I don't know if that's a question or a statement. When do we see peace in Germany? You know what? Okay. I'm going to talk to Excess Guys tomorrow and see what we can do to plan to do some really cool things together, you know? I want to turbo my white body Cayman. Can that be done? Yes, it can. You can turbo 2.9. The two challenges you have is engine management. So the flash is available and hopefully it can be done safely by putting... So my challenge with turbocharging direct injection setups is the capability of putting fail-safes, like overboost applications, in there. So since it comes primarily math, and you have to kind of find a way to be happy with that and incorporate a very elegant math solution, you need to be able to do an ignition cut if it overboosts. And most programmers don't give us that capability, almost all of them. So that's a challenge. And secondly, your fuel system limitation. Your fuel system will limit how much power you can make. Now, it can be done, don't get me wrong, but have to think of a clever way of initiating some kind of boost cut protocol to keep you safe. And can be done. So on the fabrication part, we can help. Yay, when things become a little slower for us because it's kind of crazy. But on the engine management solution part, that, I may have to talk to some people in Germany and see if it's possible. My pleasure, Victor. My pleasure indeed. What can you do for some more horsepower in a Porsche 928 from 1996? Nico, 205DK, it's like we talked about this last week. The 928 has tons of potential. I actually had a customer who started off with a project with a twin turbo, high horsepower, Four digit, I'm talking about 1,000 horsepower, 944. I mean, 928. Let's say 948. And then halfway through the project, uh, actually, he didn't even put a deposit down. He's like, he just abandoned the car. So I haven't had the opportunity to have a serious 928 guy who wanted to do something really cool. And if I find that guy, it has a ton of potential. And it has a lot of space, and the engine's pretty nice, and it's the FR layout, and it could be a lot of fun. But I can do a lot for that engine. But I just haven't found the right customer to make it. What is your favorite car? So I divide into three, right? My favorite car that is the most popular, I would say, is the Odyssey. It's getting kind of crazy. My most favorite car in terms of how terrifying but fun it is would be the blue IROC 930 that the guys from DDE drove last week. And just because it's just sheerly amazing, this 9, 935 right here, electric, is kind of winning me over, winning me over very nicely. So I guess those are my three favorite cars based upon category, you know? Hello, Uno Cuatro from Mexico. Good seeing you. Hello, Dealing Designs. Good seeing you. What's up with that CRZ behind me? Says, I'll go to hell go. For sale, sir, if you want it. 533 horsepower. The first car we ever built for an OEM. First car we ever built for American Honda. Had a ton of awards. Was USA Today. Did extremely well. At 533 horsepower is a transmission destroyer. Of course, I had like ET streets on it, but I want to like piss off some BMW guys. So... That being said, um, 
it's a pretty fun car. And I think we did tune it to 350 now, so it doesn't break gearboxes, but it's still a lot of fun. Um, Dealing says the hall is empty. Yes, we tidied up quite a bit, actually. See, tidied up, getting some work done. And I want to come as far forward as possible so that you can see some of the cars we have in the shop. How many hours do you, do you spend to build electric Porsche? Hours? Jeez. Hedy, what do you think? That's a lot of hours. Man. Um, this little insect here. I don't, it took us months to finish that thing. So hundreds of, oh my God, thousands of hours? It's, whatever you can do working almost every day for nine months. It's a lot of work. Do you know CAD coding and design or do you outsource? So if you're talking about coding to write the software for computer-aided drafting, I don't do that. But I do use software. I do use Fusion 360 to do my own CAD design. So I don't have to outsource. I've done it if I'm really slammed and need something very intricate. So I've outsourced to some of my partners. Like, hey, I need this done for me. Could you take care of it for me? Um, but apart from that, I use Fusion 360 for my CAD design. So I use a software interface, and I use their interface to draw what I need, and it's pretty straightforward and pretty intuitive, even if you're not very comfortable with it, you can take a few classes and it's pretty good, but um, the coding to write the program itself, I don't do that. Fox Design Paul. D Soldier said, thank you man, I appreciate the info you have. I DM'd you, I'd love to chat more sometimes, i just come and see you at the next show here. I see you, it sounds good sir. Hello, you can I can't go on a I love your cars, says B1NTY. Thank you so much, sir. Hello, previous neighbor, Min, MJ Photograph. Good seeing you. Liberty Walk Australia, greetings. Thank you for joining us from all across the pond. How much you sell for the CRZ? Aaron, make me an offer. Make me an offer that I can't refuse. DM me here if you're serious. And the price is right. We have the pink slip. Just take it. It's fun. Maybe I'll do another like, cool dino video for you when you pick it up. <laughs> and then you can, or we can do a dino video together or something like that, you know? How did you feel when they did the donuts in the blue Porsche? I said, I didn't good. My heart was in my throat. I was really worried. <laughs> really, I was worried. I have never, ever done that to any of my cars, ever. So Damon and Dave are pretty, pretty naughty chaps. But they did ask me for permission. I said, you know what, go ahead and do it. I was confident with it, but I've never done it. My cars, I typically, as a drag race guy, right? I built them for like, just drag racing, going straight. And then if I ever do turns, I go to a local track like Fontana or Willow Springs or Button Willow. I just never do donuts. The funniest thing in the world is that my red center seat is set up for donuts. I have a line lock button, which I fondly call the hurt button, and it's set up for that to do burnouts and turn up. But they didn't choose that. They wanted the blue one. They want the scariest car I have. Um, the scariest petrol car I have is what they wanted because that car is scarier than the blue car. I mean it. it will, this car will kill somebody. It's really, it's a true widowmaker. Derek, greetings from Germany. Thank you so much for joining. Ah, oh, Ikenna is back home in Nigeria. Good seeing you, Ikenna. Thank you so much. I love the pink Porsche, says Uri. Thank you so much. Another question. Vems. Ah, I do know Vems. And I've, had, I've heard of people having good exposure with that, but it's not a very popular one. Nico, it's not a very popular system here in Southern California. It just isn't. Um, hello, Matthew Marcus. Good seeing you. Brandon says, thanks for chipping my comment. Brandon, I, I think you can see what I see. 
I have a ton of comments coming here, so sometimes you have to ask me a few times for me to be able to see. I can't get to all of them. As I'm talking and interacting with many of you, more questions are coming, you know? What famous people have driven your minivan, asks Matthew Marcos. Famous, Jay Leno, I guess he's the most famous. Matt Farah um, from Drive TV at NBC. Uh, Spike Frenson from the Esquire Network. He's also a writer, a pre previous writer for Seinfeld and has a very popular podcast. And how can I forget my very good friend um, from Top Gear, Rutledge Wood? And uh, he's a very popular guy. He was also on the recent show on Netflix, um, Hyperdrive, which is pretty good. We spent a good two months filming that back east. It's pretty cool, you know? Fusion! I used to look for I fell in love with I'm telling you, Fusion 360 is pretty cool, Dealing. It's really cool, and I love the fact that I could, let's say, put a file together and send to you, and then you can modify it accordingly using cloud as a way to store it. It's really clever, and it's not, it's, I can even do FEA on it, which is cool, right? But it's not crazy expensive like SolidWorks. I like it. I like it a lot, you know? Hello, Asa Pluey. Good seeing you. I could imagine hours it would take to print one turbo fan. I know, right? Because I did a regular Porsche fan. That thing took me 23 hours. And I didn't even use crazy high resolution. Start building harness again, says that CG3. I never stopped, sir. Remember I just did a wagon like a seaman and a half ago? I never stopped. Can Eternals be upgraded and keep it smog living in California? Yes. So emissions are independent of your compression and your rods. So, for example, you can have a bone stock GSR, and you can go up in compression to GSR instead GSR, and as long as you leave your emissions equipment in place, it will pass emissions. So you can do that. Lux Auto Salon here, Curtis of Canada. Thank you so much for joining, you know. Do you consider yourself a 100% Porsche lover, says Uno 6 Crotro? Let's take a look. Porsche, Honda, Porsche, Porsche, Honda, Porsche, Honda, Dodge Viper, Hyundai. I even drove in a Hyundai today. So what I consider myself is someone who loves cars. I just love things that are automotive in nature. Um, last week, my daily driver was a 2020 Karma, Rivero GT. Uh, I think next week we're going to try and pick up an Aston. I just love cars. So I'm not a 100% Porsche lover at all. I just love all kind of cars. Now, Porsche has been very kind to me. The enthusiast community, the brand itself, the Porsche Experience Center folks, it's a brand that's embraced me unlike no other. They've really been very good to me. Then on the EV front, I mean, we have people from Karma who have just been welcoming me like family. It's really great. So um, believe it or not, I get the least amount of love from Honda people, <laughs> which is strange. But nonetheless, I, I, do, I do have a good time. Adriano is asking, where was, was on Netflix? Yes, I've done a few shows on Netflix. Um, one in particular that's very popular was The Fastest Car, World by the Odyssey. And then uh, Hyperdrive, and there's more to come. Zimbabwe is in the house. Are you in Zimbabwe, John? Are you really there? Oh, if you are, that's good. Travel safely, my friend. How many hours do you spend to build electric Porsche? I think we just talked about that, Chime lover. Um, hundreds, if not thousands of hours. We started in March last year, and and continue to improve on it as weeks progress. Florida is in the house. Thank you for joining us, YFN. Good seeing you. Get the CRX out for a wake-up drive. Let it stretch his legs. I didn't go, that's a good idea. But you know what? See that car in the lift right there? That's my party right now. I need to get that thing going. And then after that, I have two other cars that I need to really take care of, and then we'll be good. Be safe as well, my friend, R35, R13. Have a great one as well. A Porsche Honda Hyundai garage is a rare combo. It is. 
because most people do either other, but I just love cars, and you see more variety here, indeed. I just love cars, indeed. Have you done things with classic muzzle cars? I forgot, I've tuned quite a few, but I haven't built classic muzzle cars myself. Um, so that being said, I haven't. I think someone's dropping off some packages here. If they knock on the door, I'll have to be excused for a few moments. Don't let the haters represent us, I know. Sorry about the noise, guys. I think it's actually the rubbish people picking up uh, refuse, the uh, trash people picking up refuse here. So I know, it's just, um, so which one is it? Is it that the Honda scene attracts a lot of people who hate or a lot of Honda people hate? I don't know. But I get the least love from the market that I started and the market that I've given the most to, which is pretty interesting, you know? Ever built Nissan 300 ZXs? No, I have not. I've tuned here, but I've never built one in house. But a good friend of mine and someone who helps me significantly here with, with some tech stuff is Duran, and he's a big 300 ZX guy. And he's building a twin turbo monster. That should be pretty good very soon. Your favorite engine to tune? I would say electric motors now. But if you've been on the petrol engine side, that's a good question. I would say I like tuning air-cooled Porsches because I like infusing modern tech into them and making them better. Everything from flex fuel to knock control per cylinder to playing around with some of the intake harmonics as well. They're pretty fun. The ones that are pretty involved and I love tuning them properly are the Honda ones with the uh, K-Series engine. We have five cam angle maps. You tune them individually and combine them accordingly. Honda community haters are hated upon. They should be. Shame on people who, it's sad because when people hate, I don't actually, I used to get mad and upset with them, but nowadays I actually feel pretty bad. It's like, how bad is someone's life that they can consume my content, digest it, and write something foul, something vile? Something is not right with their own life. It's very, really sad. So nowadays I actually feel sad and I say things like gratitude or I hope whatever you're going through comes to pass. I'm just, I just show empathy. It's really sad, you know? What are your thoughts about an electric motor between engine and transmission to create an electric thrust and balance out the boost lag? So mirrorless me like that CRZ right there? <laughs> I think it's awesome. And what I mean by that, that CRZ, as far back as 2010 when we did that for American Honda, had what is known as an integrated motor assist. So it uses an axial electric motor that exists between the petrol engine and the gearbox. Acts as a, an assist. Not only is it the starter, because now you don't need a starter, you can use that nice generator as a starter, it's also an absorption unit that takes in energy to charge the battery and also a generator that helps you assist. So what I did there is I sized that vehicle with a pretty large turbo for its engine size, for the 1.5 liter engine. But the, the EV setup is nice and gives you a nice torque out the hole. And right when that starts dying off, the petrol engine kicks in with the boost and it is fun. Once you tip above 30% throttle, it is scary to drive. So it's a lot of fun. 500 horsepower in a CRZ is a lot of fun. A lot, you know? Biggest fail I've done tuning-wise as dealing, very good question. I would say biggest fail tuning-wise I've done was on my own insight when I was testing ring gaps. So what I did was I went to the dyno. I had the opportunity to play around with ring gaps. I kept going tighter and tighter and tighter, pulling the engine apart, building it, closing up the gap, going by the dyno, and my power kept going up until the rings budded and it killed the entire engine within the second pull. So just scrape the entire cylinder. Um, I have a very good other fail that was like kind of on me, um, which you may like dealing. So I bought my Dynapack. 
um, just because I was balling back in the day. I worked in pharmaceutical research, pharma industry, made lots of money, and I was racing quite a bit. And I used to go to a local dino nearby here. Somewhat popular, also had Dynapack, exposed me to it, so thank them for that. And that Dynapack facility was kind of complaining because their neighbors didn't like the noise my car was making. My Insight was pretty, my CRX was pretty loud. So at that dyno, I was making, at the time, 359 to the wheels, all motor. And I was like on carbs, side draft Webers. I thought I was, I was on gasoline. I thought I was king. 359 to the wheels. Oh my God, I'm making good power. I buy my own dyno, same brand, bring it to my shop. I put it on my car on the dyno. And guess what my car made? 312. I'm like, what the hell? Why did it make 312 horsepower? That kind of sucks. So, part of that fail, I pulled apart my whole engine, thinking something was wrong with it. Pulled apart my engine, put it together, put it back on a dyno, 313 horsepower. I'm like, what is wrong? So, my girlfriend then, now my wife, Hetty, says, BC, why don't you just go back to that other dyno you went to, that popular dyno, and find out if it's a dyno difference. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. We have the same dyno style. It's the same, same elevation. Does it make sense? She just go do it. So I paid my 120 bucks, went back to the dyno, did a sweep, 360. I was like, what the hell? So I called my rep at Dynapack, like, what is going on? Why is mine reading 30, 40 horsepower less, pretty much 40 horsepower less than the other dyno? It's the same brand. And he said, oh, wait a minute. You have the latest calibration software, which is in parity, right in line with the Dynajet. And he's right, because mine reads three horsepower less than a local Dynajet. So it was in parity with Dynajet. Their earlier dynos read really generous. What they thought was a good algorithm, but it was generous. But that dyno operator doesn't want to change his algorithm because he feels that they will lose a lot of customers. So that was my fail. I actually pulled apart an engine, <laughs> rebuilt a full engine. You know how challenging that is? Doing it by yourself just to test my dyno. So that was my fail. Hey, Art of Attack. Yo, good seeing you. How are you? Millweb, thank you so much. Horse bikes, thank you so much. I think I may have missed some good questions through my story, you know. Sonic Cherry says, that's why I left the Honda scene. Too many people hate and they know everything. I know. I am actually, I guess, I guess the reason why I didn't leave that much is because um, I was used to it. Mind you, I used to race single cams, the most hated engines in the, in the entire sport compact scene. Not because initially I, that's what I wanted to do, but I couldn't afford the B-series swap. So I stayed with a D and I was spanking people and winning races and doing well. But then... As I saw the amazing press that that engine got because it was so successful, when I started making money, I kind of stuck with that program, went to a big boy single cam, which is the F22A. And I used to get, I was the, John, you're here, right? And Hedy's still here. We were the most protested team in sport compact drag racing. I won't, you guys won't believe how many times I got my engine pulled apart, how many times I was protested. And I kept telling them, it's science. I have no reason to cheat. My car is fast because it's ground in science. I just, I'm just doing crazy things. Pull, I pull my head, they measure it. It's not a 1.5, they measure it 1.5. Oh, it's not a 2.4 when it was a you know, F-series. And they put, oh, check his fuel, they check it. Check his suspension, he's at control with his AEM, they check it. We were protesting like crazy. It was just weird, you know? Fastest I've ever gone? I don't know, 200, thereabout. When are you going back drag racing? John, I would say I would stop playing around probably mid-April. I have to get through all these crazy rains, you know? Every season like that, not just Honda's. You know, dealing with weird is um, 
The Porsche scene isn't. Porsche people, actually, even Hyundai people aren't like that. But Porsche owners, um, they're actually pretty nice, you know. They, uh, even the events we go to, here's one thing I noticed. When I first built my first blue Porsche, it had the crazy wing, and it wasn't really very period correct with the body choices I chose. Even people like Magnus, even though he didn't like it, he didn't say anything bad. He's like, oh, that's pretty cool. I appreciate what you did with the turbos. I mean, but he didn't bash me and talk crap. But when they see something good, they're very nice. Like this car, even though it's like a, a purist nightmare, a lot of people, and I had two death threats, only two, um, a lot of purists even appreciate They like it. They're not, you know, bad at, bad at all. I remember talking to you about that. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, huh? Which engine do you think would be the cheapest bit to build and tune? Um, D16. <laughs> That's the cheapest engine. Uh, that or F22A. That take on really, I know, right? So I'm going to go back this Saturday and hopefully they let me drive. I think I, I think I have an opportunity to drive it. I'll try and film it, guys. But a take on, so here's the thing about a take on the launch is bananas. The launch control is absolutely amazing. It, I got to put launch control in this. I have to code that for launch control. I, I, really, I have to. It was just bananas. It felt like a dry car. But then when it took off, then this thing is faster. Like this is way faster doing the drive. But, um, ah, Lightning said death threats. What? I don't know. It's, not, it's up there on YouTube. If you go on a BCMO YouTube page, you see people talking about they're going to find me. How dare I do that to a 935? How dare you electrify 935? I'm going to get you. I don't think they've really seen me. They're going to get me. <laughs> so they, I got a couple of them because people were that upset that I electrified a 935 vehicle, which is pretty cool. Hey, Shell. Good seeing you. Good afternoon. Uh, I know, it's pretty crazy. So that being said, look at my time, it's red. So guys, I'm going to get cut off in a few moments here. So thank you so much for joining me here on Beast Mode Tech Tuesday. I had a guy who is on um, Instagram who just asked me to do a quick video um, or asked me about if I repainted the center seats to be different colors. So I'm going to come back in, do a quick video of the center seats so you can see there are actually three of them. <laughs> yes, I don't take the same red one and paint it black and then paint it gold. They're actually three different center seats, okay? So I'll come back in a few moments. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate the kind word, Austin Ditz and team. You guys are a great family. If you want to hear this, it's going to be up on the podcasts that you find appealing, uh, iTunes, Spotify, all the rest of the popular ones, Anchor, Podbean. You can just search for Bisimoto. And it'll be up here on Instagram for another 24 hours. And I'll put up on YouTube in the next day or so, okay? Thank you guys. What a great Tech Tuesday. Have a great one. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.